we're always so inundated with all the stuff going on in our mm-hmm. lives, all our busy thoughts. So it's allowed a lot of people to feel very present yeah. in the moment. We just need to have some fun as adults sometimes. Come to my hip hop class. Welcome to BizCast Greater Lacrosse, a weekly podcast from Biz News. We bring you news from the business community. I am your host and founder, Vicki Markison. And joining me today is Michelle Malone. She is the owner of two businesses because one isn't enough. Collective Marketing, and then I&E Dance Studio. You are a local person. You grew up here. Yes, I did. Where did you grow up? I grew up in West Salem. So talk about, it's going to be very logical to people, that obviously you grew up dancing. Yes, I did. And so you, I'm like I was saying, I have boys, so I'm not a dance mom, but I know how it just feeds something in people's soul. So obviously you really connected with dancing. Yes. And you are, where did you grow up dancing at? I grew up dancing at Misty's Dance Unlimited in mm-hmm. Alaska, Wisconsin. And yes, like you said, I fell in love with it. I, My parents put me in all the sports as a young kid, and I do have a very athletic body and I can pick up sports. But when I tried dance, I knew that I really wanted to do this in a more just committed way. And you must have been good at it because you taught, correct, at Misty's? Yes, I did. And you also traveled. So let's talk about, you said you were on the competitive team? Yes. Okay, so so tell us non-dance moms what that means, and dads, what that means. Yes, when I was about in eighth grade is when I really took that leap into dancing more full-time. So I was at the studio Monday through Thursday nights from 4 to 9 p.m. dancing and trying to get homework done at the end of the Mm -hmm. night. But competitions, we would go to usually Minneapolis or Madison, and we'd have a dance number about two minutes, 30 seconds, that we would then compete against other studios from the Midwest. And we We'd get prizes if we get first, second, or third, and all of that. So it was really fun, and the team camaraderie and just the culture at Misty's was more about enjoying dance. Not if we didn't get first place, it was okay. We wanted to, but overall, even if we didn't get first, it was such a good experience being with those girls and just being in that group as a young girl. And it sounds, I, I, I don't want to ignore the story because it's a great story. So your parents said, okay, here we go. We're going to travel. I'm sure that means hotels. Mm-hmm. And I've been to, I have been to dance recitals to know, oh my goodness, the costume. So what did your parents tell you? Yeah. So when I first asked them if I could be on the competition team, they looked at how much it was and they're like all right michelle if you want to be on this you're going to have to pay for all of your costumes at age 14 i got a job dishwashing at fox hollow banquet hall and i was there on friday and saturday nights dishwashing and using that money towards all of my costumes for recital and competitions because we had different costumes for those as well And there are people listening to this going, yes, way to go, parents, like instill that work (laughs) ethic. Right. And if you want something, work hard for it. And you did it and you were successful. 
So you were telling me that you traveled globally to dance. What? How did that happen? Yeah, after high school, I decided to go a different route. Instead of going to college for dance, I decided to go with professional dance training programs. So there's just multiple different pathways you can go as a dancer after high school. And the dance training programs were a lot more affordable than going to a dance school for $40,000 a year. I was in Kansas City the first year after high school. Then I moved to Dallas, Texas the second year after high school. And then the third year, I had met a hip-hop training and performing group. I actually had met them when I was in Kansas City. And I decided to get involved with them. They had a base and a group out of Kansas City. And then they also had one in Brazil. And so I got connected with them and I decided I'm going to go to Brazil for five months and train and perform in Brazil. And that's Portuguese down there. It is. It's Portuguese. not even Spanish. It's, it's Portuguese. Spanish. Did you at least speak Spanish or anything close? I did have Spanish background from schooling and I got pretty, I, I liked it. I yeah. definitely was in like Spanish three in my high school at the time. That was our highest level. And, and then I really was intentional before going to Brazil. I bought books. I got flashcards. I was really wanting to learn the language. And even while I was there, there was another, the group I was in was a bilingual school. They were, everything was translated all the time, English to Portuguese. Half of us were internationals and half were Brazilians. And I befriended this one girl who literally didn't speak any English. I barely speak Portuguese. And we learned together. By the time that we, by the time I was there for five months, we were able to have conversations with each other. And it was really cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're traveling. So you're in these traveling groups. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you were in different dance programs as your way of learning. Obviously, you can't compare it to traditional school because you didn't do that. However, I'm guessing you gleaned a lot just from, okay, it's interesting how this one is different from this and what you liked and what you didn't like. Did you find that you were learning a lot? Very applied? Definitely. I think that is one of the biggest things that I loved about going to different places is experiencing the differences of how they run their program and seeing what I liked and didn't like. Mm -hmm. And that has definitely informed me moving forward as now a business owner and creating my own programs and things for my community. Yeah, you got to see... I always say it even in my nonprofit world, you get to see what you like and what you don't like. And you take those pieces back with you and go, I'm not going to do that, but I am going to do that. And yeah, so great way to learn. So at some point you decided to move back. Yes, I did. And what did that look like? So when I was in Brazil, Misty, who's the owner of Misty's Dance Unlimited, had reached out to me and she was starting a partnership with the Boys and Girls Club at the time and partnering with them, giving scholarships to students that just were less fortunate and didn't have the finances to take dance classes. And so she reached out to me while I was in Brazil and she knew I had a heart for inner city youth. She's mentored me throughout the years. And I think when I was like 19, I wanted to open a studio, a hip hop studio for inner city youth, because I was really into the hip hop culture at the time. And it wasn't the right timing at that time, but she reached out to me. And so it really felt connected to 
with something I really cared about. And the group that I was in Brazil with was a hip hop company performing traveling group. And so I said, yeah, I'll come back. I'll help you in this new thing you're trying to do and pioneering this partnership with the Boys and Girls Club. So that's really what brought me back to teaching for her and a big learning experience for me, for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you decided to go back to school. I did. That yeah. was another good advice piece from Misty in my life. She gives it to many. <laughs> she is. She does. And that was just another one like, hey, it's always good to have another thing to you don't want to really say fall back on if something happens to you. But really, dance is a physical teaching job. If you get any sort of health condition, you break your leg, something like that. I've actually torn my ACL once in my life. So I knew exactly what she meant when she said that to me because I had gone through that year long process of recovery. I decided to go to school at Western Technical College. And at first I had no idea what I really wanted to do. So I was looking through the different programs and graphic design stuck out to me. I think it's because at my core, I'm a creative artist. As a kid, I wanted to be an interior designer. It ended up being dance that I really clung on to, but graphic design was a, a cool new way that I could still be creative and go in a different career path, which is really mostly computer-based work. Mm -hmm. That's a shift, but I see the connection. Right. Yeah. It's the creativity piece. And then there's color. Just like I see the connection. How So I, yeah. so you did that. When did you? So you graduated and then you started your own business like right away? No. Okay. I went to school for two years for graphic design and then... Uh, I worked for Misty for four years as a sales and marketing coordinator. I started as a graphic designer, but I always wanted more. I was always asking for more. So I was like, can I manage your social media? Can I? And then they got a new CRM in marketing world. Mm -hmm. That's yep. database. Customer relationship management yep. system. Yep. And it was a pretty complex system. But I learned and basically taught myself how to create email campaigns in it. And I got all nerdy about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I love this stuff. And I now have this weird love and passion for marketing, mm -hmm. which is great. But I worked there for four years. And then I eventually hit that point where my entrepreneurial spirit was kicking back in. It's It had always been there, though, really. Mm -hmm. But it really hit that point at four years. I was ready to to go out on my own. I'm going to pause here in your story because there are a lot of people out there, whether they dance themselves or their children dance, there's just something about it. I'm sure it was still calling to you when you were doing marketing. And so how you also did something that not everybody does, which is you kept dancing. And so talk, can you talk about that? What is it about dancing and how it just stays with you? Yeah, it's really unique. Dance is something that connects your mind, your body and your spirit at the same time. And I think everyone 
listening can understand just how much music impacts you. Whatever type of music you love, it's really impacting. So when you connect your body to music and you're moving and it's just a really it's a different type of experience. I really would love everyone to try it because it's really unique, especially Connecting with the lyrics of songs can be really meaningful. Working through a lot of people, I find, and myself included, is a way to express your emotions when sometimes it's hard to verbally process or even understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. It's a way of self-expression for a lot of people. And release and physical exertion. Yes. And so... Like you talked about how much you were practicing. So what did you say? Monday through Thursday, and then you'd have competitions. It is life consuming. Mm -hmm. It obviously teaches you work or, well, fun, fun (laughs) school balance, we'll call it. And so then you graduate and then, again, you were able to keep going. But is there seems to always be this sense of what am I going to do if I'm not dancing? Because it has been so consuming for a lot of people for so long. And so can you talk about what you have seen some of I'm sure some of the people that you danced with of how um, that is a sense of loss and then add on to that? What is a way to keep going for those people that aspire? How do I keep this in my life? Yeah, it's so true. And I've seen a lot of dance friends that aren't dancing anymore. And it mind boggles me. I'm like, how are you not still connecting with yourself in that way? And I think it's a process. And some of us grew up in dance environments that were really strict and could have been a little bit detrimental to our mental health. We're so hard on ourselves usually as dancers. We're perfectionists. We're looking in mirrors all day long. And so for some of us, it actually is, it's hard to get back into dance. Um, It hasn't become a form of self-expression for some people. And I love seeing my dance friends who have embraced that. And some of them took off sometime. One of my best friends, and she lives in Houston, Texas right now, didn't dance for a while, maybe five or six years. And now she's back into it. And I just watch videos and I'll start crying because I'm so happy she got back into that thing that she can express herself in. So there's a lot of different factors as to maybe why you stop at a certain point, but there are so many opportunities to get back into it. Most major cities have a dance studio for ages 18 and older. And then, yeah, I just now opened my own here in La Crosse. And it's been really cool just to have dancers that even I used to teach at Misty's that are in the area have been coming to classes or just different people in the community. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know that you were here and now you're dancing. Just I think it needs to shift from there just has to be a little bit of a mindset shift for prior dancers that it's more for yourself now. Mm -hmm. It's a form of healing for yourself and self-expression and self-care for yourself to be doing that. Mm -hmm. Whereas some people love going to yoga for that. Some are really into working out. That's really Mm -hmm. good for their mental health. For dancers, dance is going to be a really good form of Mm -hmm. self-care. 
And it'll come back, I'm guessing, like an old glove or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because it is that they'll realize that connection that they used to have with music and body and movement. And so that was a great segue to your starting your own business. So, uh, you know, I wrote the timeline down here before we started. So you started your marketing company in July of 2022. But something in you was calling because six months later, here comes the dance studio. <laughs> yes. Where did that idea come from? The marketing agency really just felt like a natural, this makes sense as a business Mm -hmm. because I have been in the industry for six years. I know what I'm doing. I'm very knowledgeable and I wanted to really help small business owners and nonprofits in the area. And so that was my first thing. And I was, it was great. I, and I love it. I still love what I'm doing. But for those first few months, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't sit at a computer like I was. And that was one of the biggest things. I was like, I'm getting sick of sitting at a computer nine to five. Mm -hmm. But then I just went into my business I just started and I'm sitting at a computer nine to five, unless Mm -hmm. I'm going and doing a photo shoot for someone or meeting a client. So I was like, all right, something needs to change. And I was really ramping back up my dance company since it had shut down during COVID. So our performances were coming back alive. We were in the community performing. And I was like, just, I was like, dance, I need to do this more. I started this healing through movement class at the Greenhouse Holistic Co-op, and that was a more beginner level, really focused on the name healing through movement. And as I was starting to get new people from the community coming in to take the class that I was really surprised by, Mm -hmm. whereas mostly 30 year olds or older really wanting to learn dance for the first time. They were coming to the class. They had never taken dance. So I was doing these weekly classes. It was once a week. And I was like, oh, my gosh, if I have more than five people in this little space, I'm not going to have any more space. (laughs) And that just started triggering that thought of looking for spaces and thinking about maybe starting a studio. And it moved fast, like you said. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Yeah. One of the reasons it did move fast is I worked with Mara Keys at Wibbick in town, and she had let me know about the $10,000 bounce back grant. Yep. But that had to be in. You had to sign a lease by the end of December of that year, 2023. Yes. Yes. So that put a little like fire under my butt. And I was like, I really feel like I'm supposed to do this. I I really feel like I always thought I was supposed to open a studio, like I said earlier. I thought it was going to be like this hip hop studio for inner city youth. Mm -hmm. But my life has transitioned so much in the last 10 years. I had a baby of my own. He's now six years old. And I just really felt felt like I was supposed to serve women and moms, parents, not even just women, but any adult in general. And that is was my niche area that I mm-hmm. wanted to start the studio for. Yeah. So those bounce back grants were great because it was $10,000 to put toward, you had to lease a space or 
I don't think you could buy it. I think it was leasing. Mm-hmm. And then it covered some of the overhead, too. So that's a huge, yeah, that was a huge opportunity you could not pass up. Yep. So you open the doors. And I should say, too, you talked about your dance company, and we skipped over that. So that, and you, you talked about um, being in the community. So that dance company, was it, you started in 2019, and you were doing dancing in the community, you had described it as. Yes, correct. So yeah. we were at Dance for Hope, which was at UWL, organized by the lacrosse area suicide prevention group and then we were at artspire i think mm-hmm. we all know what artspire is here that yeah. awesome lovely arts festival in lacrosse and we did a video project as well but then COVID hit and mm-hmm. even into 2021 it was still a little we're not really having performances it's just a little bit different yeah 2022 i really brought back events were really happening people were really going out again so mm-hmm. that gave us the ability to perform again a few times that year and that really led into that passion of dance yeah just providing more opportunities in this community for dance Mm -hmm. because really as a professional level dancer me I have to go to Madison I have to go to Minneapolis or Chicago Milwaukee to take a dance class for myself and that's tough as a single mom I can't take off weekends very often I wanted to create that opportunity here and be able to give people in our community the option to come take a class in lacrosse Yeah. So you open the doors. First of all, what was it like designing your own studio? Because you've always used other people's. It was so exciting and I loved it. I'm a very more modern, minimalistic person. Mm -hmm. And so it was really great. I probably looked at 10 to 20 different spaces in the area. Finally settled on this one just because the price was great. Property managers are great. So I'm in the King on Fifth building and they did all the demo of the walls and painted it fresh white. But we had to do the carpet scraping. That oh. was a chore. Oh, my God. You're reminding your day, your parental oh. days of, OK, you got to go do what was a dishwasher at Fox Hollow or something. Yeah, yeah really. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. So that was It was a labor of love, the whole space, but really fun. We painted one wall, an accent black wall. We have a neon light with my logo on it. And I did decide to go with professional grade dance floor, Mm -hmm. which is called Sprung Floor. And it has some foam underneath the plywood so that it's softer and gentler. Uh, a surprise purchase. <laughs> that was a lot more expensive than I was thinking. But Got it. it is worth it. I've torn my ACL before, like I said, and I really were adults dancing there. Yeah. We are not 15 anymore. Yes. So I really did want to take that in, into consideration, and I decided to, to do that. But really fun to just pick out the furniture I wanted, Mm -hmm. create the vibe and atmosphere. And everyone always comes in and really loves the clean, modern look of it. So describe the experience that you created for people walking in. Mm hmm. Is it an obviously you probably don't want it to be intimidating. Who would ever say that? I want it to be intimidating, right? Yeah. So explain the experience people have. Yeah. That I would say that's probably what people would think 
coming into a mm-hmm. dance studio is, oh my gosh, I am intimidated. So yes, we create the opposite of that. It's a very safe, inviting environment. At the beginning of class, especially if it's a beginner class, I'm always saying, please feel free to modify any movement based on how your body's feeling or how your brain is connecting. If you can only do your arms today and it's not working with your legs, just do your arms or vice versa. Just do the legs. Don't worry about your arms. So we really I give a lot of different modifications in class so that people feel comfortable. Also, if people need to go slower than the ones who have taken class before. Another way my classes are structured is that we have a warm-up series and it's really easy to follow along. And I break out down all the exercises every single week, unless it's really just my regulars. We'll just go through it. And then every week, the second half of our class is learning a combination of movement together to a song. But every single week we do a new combination. Every week, every dancer is on the same level playing field. It's not like you're coming in and learning a dance that everybody else already knows. And then you're like, oh, I'm holding the class back from Mm -hmm. moving forward or something like that. Really trying to keep it as even and level as possible for anyone who comes in is a really big, important factor for me. And I would say, honestly, like all my instructors are so wonderful, so kind. Obviously, I wouldn't have them teaching for me if they weren't. I don't teach every single class. I have an awesome group of instructors there. And the people, the people that keep coming back are good culture fit and it just makes sense because that is the culture that I want to create is a loving caring safe place to come as an adult because to maybe an intimidating exercise an intimidating thing to do um, as an adult so that is one of those things of first of all I'm sure some are coming back after many years of not dancing. So it's how is my body going to perform? But talk about the reaction that people have. I'm sure they start a little nervous and then they warm up literally. But what have you heard from people? That's a good question. I have had a lot of really impacting feedback to me too. Like it's really rewarding when I hear people say, this is this has made my mental health better. I think that's one of the biggest ones that I hear a lot. It is helped improve their mental health. And that's a lot of prior dancers, you know, who haven't danced in a long time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's really does push people out of their comfort zones. But I've heard a lot of feedback of it's it's a good push out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Another one I'll hear a lot is that their brains are really challenged And that, I think, is something as adults we don't do very often. We don't really challenge our brains. We get used to just doing our normal routines, doing the same things. Like maybe we do a Sudoku puzzle Mm -hmm. that kind of challenges your brain, Mm -hmm. right? Or a word cross puzzle, something like that. But there's something about 
dance, you really have to be like fully in. Yes. And I've had that a lot too. They're like, you really can't think about anything else while you're in dance class. Yeah. And there's, we're always so inundated with all the stuff going on in our Mm -hmm. lives, all our busy thoughts. So it's allowed a lot of people to feel very present in the moment. And they're like, oh my gosh, it's already been an hour. I just like didn't even realize. So mm-hmm. just that the ability to be present and working their brains and it's been a lot of fun for a lot of people. Like some people just need to have some fun, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, gosh, we just need to have some fun as adults sometimes. Yeah. Come to my hip hop class. It's yeah. a blast. We just Talk about the different classes. You touched on it, but talk about that. Yeah. So we have contemporary jazz, which is going to be a mix of ballet, modern jazz. It's a really flowy movement type class. That one, I would say, is one of my most popular. That personally is the style of dance that I can connect and express myself the most, like emotionally and just release stress and just yeah connect with the music and the Mm -hmm. lyrics I think that one is a lot of people it's a really nice one to jump into because it's like a first class because it's Mm -hmm. slower we really break down the movements and it's a little bit less intimidating maybe Mm -hmm. than hip-hop which is another one of our tops that one's just super fun I think everybody probably knows what hip-hop is but that one's definitely more cardio based high energy and I have learned a lot of the hip-hop foundation of the dance style so I teach a lot of those old foundational movements. I even trained with the originators of hip hop in New York City for a couple weeks when I was younger. So that's really fun. And mm-hmm. then we have a really fun combo. This last night we did, of course, we had to do some Usher dancing yes. in homage <laughs> to the Super Bowl. Yes. So that was a blast. What else do we have? We have some ballet, more at the intermediate, advanced, intermediate level, just since there are a good amount of beginner ballet classes available in the community already for adults. That one is classical ballet. You're at the ballet bar for half of it and then you're in the center. Something to note though is everyone always asks me, what do I need to wear? Yeah, You don't have to have like all the dance gear. Just come in leggings, something you would even wear to the gym, something you can move in. Socks are great. Bare feet are fine. Wear tennis shoes for hip hop. But yeah, what else do we have? We have tap. I just started tap. I brought that back. That was one of my favorites as a kid. It's an intermediate level tap. And then we have, we're actually transitioned out of our weekly salsa and swing classes. And we're starting social nights, which I'm excited about. It'll have a beginner class beforehand and then an hour and a half of just social night. And anyone who's more experienced is going to have a button so that if you're a beginner, you could go to that more experienced dancer and get led by them through the dance style, which I think will be a really cool experience for people. 
when you say social, it's interacting with other dancers. Exactly. Swing and salsa are those partner dances. <laughs> yes. Like ballroom. Yes, right. For anyone who isn't sure listening to this, what salsa or swing might be, we don't have any ballroom at our studio. But yeah, so there's the option of bringing a partner with you yeah. to the social night. You could bring a friend, your spouse, whoever, or you could come solo and there will be a lot of people there and we just create a safe environment that we can switch partners and that's mm-hmm. fine. We can dance with other people. It is a social thing. And so I know that's a newer concept for a lot of people here. A lot of people who came to our classes were like, I don't want to switch partners. I don't want to. And so we are making people get uncomfortable a little mm-hmm. bit. And I think as adults, we sometimes need to do that to ourselves. Okay, I'm going to do this uncomfortable thing, but I know that I can get through this and it'll be a good learning experience, get myself out of my bubble and interact with other humans. And I think COVID did a little number on us. I think having more opportunities to get ourselves back out of that mm-hmm. would be great for just us in general. Not fearing other humans anymore. Yeah. 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 So it's funny because I'm sitting there going, you need to have a how to dance at a wedding class, right? Funny enough, I do have one do coming you? up. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I have one coming up next Friday. I don't know when this will air, but February 23rd. Yeah, I have a wedding dance workshop. That's so, funny. Yeah, yeah, for the first half of the workshop, we do the main wedding line dances. Yeah. You know, Cupid Shuffle. Oh, yeah. The, the Macarena. The Macarena. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Cotton Eye Gel, all yeah. the different ones. Yeah. And then the second half, we really work on the basic of partner dancing, just slow dancing, how to slow dance. I cover the basics of salsa and swing since I now know those basics after taking class from my instructors that actually teach those classes at the studio. Yeah, because that is the most awkward place at weddings, right? You could be the most amazing dancer, but how do you do that on a floor crowded with a bunch of people and not look silly, right? So good for you for doing that. (laughs) So your business sounds like it's doing amazing. What were some of the surprises that you had? Number one was that dance floor was very expensive. And I wasn't planning on doing it at the beginning. So I would say that was a big surprise in general. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm getting this. $10,000 grant. Amazing. I didn't take into consideration as a new business owner. We, a lot of times we're opening a business out of passion and something you are love and want to provide and you want to help people. We always have so many big hearts. A lot of the entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and I'm in the networking group of small business owners and it's, yeah, we've all just started this out of a lot of passion Yep, and not as much of the numbers. Yeah. The business plan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah, I was surprised by how much it was to get everything, all the chairs, all the flooring, all the things, the mirror, the the insurance and everything. That was a big surprise. And that's something that I do. I'm speaking at an event on Friday this week of more geared towards 16 year olds to 30 year olds who want to pursue their passion mm-hmm. at some point. And that's definitely something I'm going to tell them is, hey, You need to look at all the numbers before and maybe just wait a little bit longer, save up a little bit more money and then go for it. And that's okay. You don't have to just 
I'm going to do it right now. And I'm not like, I don't regret starting the studio when I did. Um, and we're doing really good. Thankfully, I feel really blessed. But that was a surprise. It definitely was. Yeah. And I'm guessing now that you're in it, it's very different, obviously, for that. OK, this is money that I have to spend that was given to me. Right. And now as you go to make an improvement or a change, I'm guessing in your head, you're going, how many more students do I have to get to pay for that? It's a totally different math from when you're starting up than right. when you want to grow. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, because I didn't know you were in a networking group. So what are you learning from or what's the value of being in a group like that? Oh, my gosh. So much value. I don't think I would be where I am. Honestly, I was in it all last year. It's called Sister Circle run, run by Stephanie Ross. Yep. And yeah, just the support and then she does so much good training. Today's topic was all about bookkeeping and really getting our finances in order. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I've always been a spender. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's been something as a business owner. I'm like, I have to. If I want this to be sustainable, I have to get good at money and managing it and just being in the group connecting with the other small business owners in the group it's honestly been really great for my marketing agency I've gotten a lot of clients from it built websites for multiple small business owners in that group and I do a lot of workshops and training myself with my marketing agency for small business owners so they're my ideal client there so that is also a bonus but really more than anything it's the community the connection with them not feeling alone in entrepreneurship. It can feel very overwhelming sometimes to be like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. Tax season, like all the things. And there's no accountability, right? There's nobody holding you to your goals. There's nobody saying no to you. So being, so it's a form of accountability to go to this group who wants you to succeed and go, okay, I made an impulsive decision. Mm -hmm. And right. Yeah. So I get it. Exactly. So one of my last questions for you is because you had talked about how you had to change your marketing business to fit a second business in. Yes. And then it sounds like you have help at that business too. So talk about how you found sanity, also known as balance. Yes. Yes. So when I opened my studio in January of 2023, it reached a point where I had these client projects on my marketing side and I could not manage it all. So I decided to delegate and pass off some work on my marketing side. So I got a few interns over there from UWL, Viterbo. I now have one from Western Technical College, who's a great graphic designer. And that was a huge blessing. I'm so glad I did that because I would not have been able to keep up with everything. And even now I have interns for my dance studio as well, whether they're cleaning the dance studio in exchange for classes, they're running my social medias. I don't run my social medias. I am the creative director giving direction, Mm -hmm. but it's really nice to not have to be the one actually creating the post and posting it. Yeah, the daily grind. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and it's been really fun just to be able to mentor young women 
women from the colleges. I guess that's an interesting. I always thought the studio would really bring in more college students to dance. And it's been really more of that ages 30 and up. But I'm still being able to be involved in that college age range with having them intern for me mm-hmm. and giving them direction and showing them what it what it is like to work in more of a professional space even while they're in college which I think is really beneficial and really that's you know what Misty did for me so it's really cool to be able to do that and yeah I just I know a lot of small business owners have a hard time with giving up control and delegating I guess I just have always been a teacher and a trainer at heart to me it feels exciting to have somebody else that's helping me and I can teach them and train them and give them direction to have success in that role working under me and they will remember you forever (sighs) yeah I hope so you're part of their journey yeah 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 and I, I probably I, working at my previous job for four years, I trained other people in marketing. I produced an event for Misty of, and I had about the whole staff helping me produce it because it was for like 300 plus people. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, if I can do those things, I'm pretty sure I can run a business and have other people underneath me and I can keep this thing going. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you can work like that as a teenager to get all those outfits, you know how to work, right? You know what it takes and you'll work hard for it. Yes. Okay. My common closer question. Okay. What makes you passionate about what you do? What makes me passionate is really seeing the impact that I'm having on other people. And it's just seeing people having less stress in their life and finding more joy. And that's in dance and marketing. I've just seen so much growth in people's life and more positive mental health. I've gone through so much in my personal life and found a lot of healing through dance and just the freedom of being good at marketing and what that does for your business is really huge. So just me being able to impart to other people really keeps me passionate about continuing on my journey. And also just I'm passionate about continuing and doing all the things I'm doing because it allows me to have a flexible life. I'm a single mom. My son is six. If he has a school thing going on and I don't have an appointment, I can go pick him up or go to that event and I can create my own schedule. And that has been really important for me moving forward. Good for you. You have been listening to Michelle Malone. She is the owner of Collective Marketing and also I&E Dance Studio. This is Vicki Markison, and this is BizCast Greater Lacrosse. We will catch you next week.